0: The Florida Gators beat the Vanderbilt Commodores rather handedly there and we're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators. Your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Mm-hmm. And welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Saturday. It's a victory. Saturday, I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33, all that fun stuff. If you haven't yet signed up for Florida Victorious, do so. Use promo code LOCKED and you will save 20% of your first month. But... The Florida Gators beat the Vanderbilt Commodores today, and I'll tell you, it was definitely a game that uh, early on felt like we were going to be in for just one of those old school, I guess, like like drag down, just fight, just get dirty and gritty. The entire game felt like one of those performances, but luckily, it wasn't. Florida started separating. I I will say this scripted drive first drive of the game. Great Florida scored touchdown. I'm not going to complain. You got a little creative with the, uh, the end around being how you scored your touchdown to Ricky Pearsall. That's a great start. Then you you force, you get the ball back and you do something really stupid with the double pass. And I, and I don't mean that a double pass is stupid. I mean, I think that's the wrong time to call it. I'm fine with a a shot play or something like that right after you force a takeaway. Great. The double pass, like like if you're going to call a shot play after a takeaway, because when you get that takeaway, you oftentimes do call a shot play because you're like, all right, we forced the ball. We got the ball. We we forced a turnover. We're going to go for a just step on the throat double pass isn't how you step on the throat double pass is how you flex maybe get a little bit cute but that that's not exactly what happened Khalil Jackson of course threw a duck uh and that was then picked and it was just a bad play and that was where I really felt like oh this is just going to be one of those games but Arliss Bordingham breakout like just absolute breakout performance by Arliss Boardingham. like he's someone that we really kind of spent most of this season being like, "Oh, when, when is the Arliss game coming? Like, when is Arliss going to get involved?" Arliss Boardingham had seven catches for 99 yards, two touchdowns. Eugene Wilson the third had eight catches for 64 yards and one touchdown. This was th- the true freshman making plays. You look at the Vanderbilt fumble; true freshman T.J. Seriously ripped that one out. True freshman made plays for the Florida Gators. I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel pretty good knowing that true freshman making it. Trayon Webb had a great game. Trayon Webb finished the game. Four carries for 70 yards, three catches for six yards. Wasn't super involved in the offense. Montrell Johnson got 18 carries, 135 yards. Montrell Johnson finding his way again in the ground game. Montrell today looked like Montrell from 2022. Two, he was breaking tackles, which holy, I hadn't seen him do that much. You saw Billy Napier get—I don't want to say like he didn't get really ridiculously creative. He got a little bit more aggressive play calling. I know that I've mentioned this play quite a few times with the fake screen wheel that Florida's run every now and then, which you can run from a bunch of different setups. But basically, it's you—you run that fake wheel and then someone runs up and and that's that's very bleakly how I drew that you run that fake little in with the wheel and then someone runs up the sideline and they didn't connect on it. Florida didn't connect on today uh Graham Mertz overthrew Ricky Pearsall he he led him way too much but it was a wide open receiver that got created from it and if the main critique is Billy Napier's play calling and all that stuff then guess what him scheming open wide open receivers, even if the play doesn't work, he did his part. And I think that's a big thing that we have to give Billy Napier credit for. This was probably Billy Napier's best coached, uh, best offensively coached game since he got here. Maybe you could put it up with the Utah and Tennessee games from 2022, but Utah was really just him going, oh, RPO is working, read options working. I'm going to keep doing that. It wasn't necessarily him creating plays. It was him going, I'm going to let this really good quarterback make plays. So you saw that screen. You saw, we talked about it last week. We, I asked the Hayden Hansen about it earlier this week with, with not running enough counter. And we talked about it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get the board. I know that someone complained about not being able to always see the play Uh, On the yellow paper, I do apologize. I did order a whiteboard so that I could draw these for you. But we had a conversation about it the other day with Hayden Hansen about why Florida isn't running more GH counter, which is what they ran against Tennessee and had a ton of success running against Tennessee. So for this instinct, I'm I'm not drawing this specific play because I didn't pay attention to who was lined up where. But I do know that what we saw was this little setup right here i know it takes a second that little setup right there and it's offensive line blocks down there down there down there guard pulls and blocks offensive tackle blocks running back uh tight end pulls and blocks running back runs that little counter and then they go there so here i know it might be a little difficult to see so i apologize and if you're listening at all i apologize that you can't see this but it's important for for this subject for the subject of That center snaps the ball, guard pulls, half H pulls is the H tight end, and then your O-line blocks down there. That kind of stuff has been great every time Florida's called it this year, but for some reason, Billy Napier hasn't made it a consistent part of the run game. We, we We've talked about this so much it makes me nauseous. We talked about, hey, your offensive line's not doing well. With the wide zone and all that stuff, but they've been really good when you run that counter, and so it's great to see Billy Napier run the counter. That I, I, I'm not sure how many times they called it. I do remember one of them was Trayon Webb, first and ten, towards the end of the third quarter. Uh, they ran that play, and then he picked up like 11 yards, and then he had his huge uh, 43 yard run. But that kind of play it, it opens up a rushing lane almost every single time with these backs. Do it more. I I don't get why that's not more involved in the game plan, but holy crap, it it works. It's crazy how that happens. Billy Napier, this was one of the best coach games he's had. Just plain and simple. I don't care if it's Vanderbilt. This was the past, what, week or two? It's been nothing but negativity about this program, nothing but negativity about Billy Napier's play calling, and he showed up when he needed to. Defense had a few mistakes. I'm look, I, I said this last year. I will say it again now. Like I said, it last year. I said it prior to this year. I said it during this year. Jason Marshall Jr., I understand all the oh, first round pick hype, top three, like top three rounds. But he's not putting that on film. And I understand that a lot of NFL draft talk is, oh, his athleticism, what can he be for us? What can he do for us? Jason Marshall Jr. has plenty of experience at this point. He's not putting top 100 pick on film. I understand, oh, the, the finger in the face mask. I don't care that the receiver grabbed his face mask for a quarter of a second, because what I saw for the remainder of that play was Jason Marshall give up on the play because he wanted to to a flag. No, this is football, dude. I don't care. If you don't see a flag, that's fine. You can be mad about it. You complain about it after the play. You go and make the play and then you complain to the ref. You don't spend that entire play complaining to the ref and watch the dude run 80 yards for a touchdown on your head. That film session, I, I understand Jason Marshall might say, hey, he grabbed my face mask. I was complaining about that if this coaching staff is for real, they're going to rip him to shreds for that. Because that's not smart football. And there were a few times where Florida had some some boneheaded plays. Uh, Prince Liam Mellon had one. Towards the end of the first half, he went for a strip sack instead of just bringing Ken Seals down. And and it led to, uh, I believe, a conversion there and gave him a first down or, or whatever it was. Honestly, it doesn't even matter because the fact of the matter is, princely shouldn't have gone for the strip sack there because in that situation all you need to stop momentum completely for vanderbilt is to get a sack kills momentum completely and look this was a great win like like this was a good win florida cover the spread for uh i i realized before i said he never had before it's the second time in billy napier's career that he covered the spread first time as, as the favorite um first time was against first time was against uh, South Carolina last year that was the first time Florida went into the game favored and covered the spread as favorites. So there was that one but like again this is a win like like this is a win we celebrate the win Florida Gators now four and two it doesn't feel like it but four and two and two wins away from bowl eligibility that you can get those wins. It's gonna be tough you can get those wins but we'll we'll talk about the chat as always as always second half of this is going to be talking about the chat. It's going to be a little bit shorter because it's a lighter one. It's immediately after the game end. But before we talk about the chat, before we get into that, this bonus episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster. And for free, add your job to, and put the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. It's spread the word that you're hiring, Billy Napier. Do that for an offensive coordinator. Great game. Does not change the fact that you still need to do that. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easier for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire LinkedIn jobs. So you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And today's bonus episode of Lockdown Gators is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into the action. I'm telling you, today, so far, I'm not even going to do the read. I'm just going to tell you that new customers get $200 in bonus bets when you bet $5. That's it. You bet $5, you get 200 bonus bets guaranteed whether you win or lose. So far today, I got a four-leg parlay. And so far today, two of the games have ended and cashed. It was the LSU Missouri over 63 and a half. And it was Louisiana covering two and a half points against Texas state or Louisiana winning by three or more. And that cashed. And right now uh, I'm looking at Colorado to hopefully win by three or more win by four or more against Arizona state, which should be easy, right? Visit fanduelcom slash locked on, kick off the NFL season. And remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the nfl thanks for making lockdown gators your first listen after the game uh, um first game if it's your first listen of the day awesome thank you if it's your first listen right after the game thank you if it's not your first listen thank you but uh thanks for making lockdown gators your first listen like i said regardless, regardless uh please do remember to like subscribe comment uh join the subtext down below join the lockdown gators discord the links in the description all, all of that fun stuff. But. Now we'll, we'll talk about the chat. Now is he Harrison in here, as always appreciate you at Harrison Webb's faster than I thought more comfortable with the running back room. Yeah. Miles. Uh, I will also say Trayon Webb way more bursts that are not way more, but more bursts than I anticipated from him. Like, like that 43 yard run was a big one. He looked, I thought relatively comfortable coming out of the backfield as a pass catcher. I know he had that swing that he didn't, that he didn't catch. Um, but I don't fault him a ton for that one. I think that's just looking before you really reel it in. But I don't fault him a ton. Treon Webb looked good. I'm not going to say play him over Trevor Etienne or Montreal Johnson, especially if Montrell is going to run the way that he ran today. But it was a good performance by Treon Webb, and we'll give him credit for that. Uh, Josh Gardner, what's up, Josh? Appreciate you, uh, If you're especially if you're in Spain right now. I, I especially appreciate you checking in here. Um, love the beatdown because a win versus Vandy means the world is right. Go Gators. And it's about time we had the Arliss game. It's true. Like, like, thankfully, we had the Arliss game there. Like I said, like, I feel like for so long, even last year, we were like, oh, Arliss is going to be a big part of the game plan here. And then he just wasn't. I know he was injured, and then he came back and didn't do anything And the start of this year. He wasn't on the field at the beginning. Like, I, I will say this. The Florida Gators have a very good young tight end duo. You have your pass catcher. That's your glorified receiver in Arliss Boardingham, And you have your blocker. That's your glorified sixth offensive lineman in Hayden Hanson. Like, like two red shirt freshmen that are making plays for your team. Like Hayden did a great job blocking. Arliss had. Again, Arliss was freaking out of his mind as a pass catcher. That What, what was the third and 15? He caught it seven yards away from the first down and converted by breaking tackles? Like I And I understand. They're not you know elite tight ends at the college level. But for redshirt freshmen, they're making the plays they need to make. And they're doing their jobs. For all of the people that have screwed up on this team, the redshirt freshmen and the true freshmen are the ones doing their jobs. It's a win. I'll take that. Uh, Matt said, what was ETN's injury? All we know is upper body. And I was told that that he's been banged up since the Tennessee game. So all we know is upper body, and it's been lingering. And I guess last week against Kentucky, you just pushed him over a little bit. Um, based on when I found out that he wasn't playing, which was shortly after the depth chart came out, I'm going to assume he's not playing next week, is going to take the bye week to rest, and will play against Georgia. He could play against South Carolina, maybe, but I, I don't anticipate that. We'll see. He's probably going to be listed as questionable, and they'll probably see how he's doing later in the week. Uh, a good win. Time to break the road game. Losing streak next week in Columbia. Hopefully. I, I will be honest. Like I, I don't think the South Carolina team is very good, but if we're being realistic, this Florida Gators team isn't awesome either right now. So there's that. Uh, celebrate the Vandy win. Six losses in a row. Here we come. Hope not. Hope not. Uh, Tim Jackson, Jason Marshall Jr. needs to get his head out of his. Um, Yeah, I've said this again. I said this last year. I said this leading into the year. And I've said this during the season. Jason Marshall Jr. is never going to be as good as the Florida Gators fans want him to be. And right now, like I understand there were unrealistic expectations put upon him by the Florida Gators fans. However, the product that he's putting on film right now is just bad in general. Like it's not, oh, he's not living up to the hype. It's, oh my God, like he's worse than he was last year. He's regressed with certain points. And I don't just mean the, I don't, I don't just mean the complaining about the face mask and then watching the dude score a touchdown. I don't mean just that. I mean, the Tennessee game getting smoked for a touchdown. I mean, Kentucky game uh there was there was a play i forgot what the play was specifically but there was another play I was like what is going on dude and then vanderbilt he had that he had that big play oh the, the kentucky game was um it was him giving up the first down and then celebrating an incompletion and then dropping the pick six and it was like what are you even doing at this point down 23 nothing he's like showboating and that drove me crazy um because i don't i don't care about if you celebrate at any point but like if you're getting blown out and all you do is force an incompletion, score a touchdown, get the pick, something like that. Um, So those drove me crazy. Then you look at this week against Vanderbilt. There is that first drive, which even if you want to excuse, oh, he was complaining about the face mask, he didn't hustle afterwards to catch the receiver. I don't know if he would have, but he didn't very much try to until the dude is too far away. Then you look at R.J. Moten and Jason Marshall Jr. just staring into the backfield they run crossers right behind them both and it's a big game there are too many plays where it's just like dude what are you doing you're supposed to be a going into the season there was first round pick hype around jason Marshall jr i don't i don't agree with it but there was first round pick hype i have no idea what is going on but it's ugly there like and also i will say this Drop my pen. So don't expect any more plays to be drawn up today. Um, But there was like, I I think that people need to put some more respect on Jalen Kimber. I know that against Kentucky, he did not play well, especially when you look at that first drive, he just like ran into the pile with his head down. And it was like, what are you doing? But this season, Jalen Kimber in coverage has been your best cornerback for the Florida Gators. There's been nobody better than him in coverage. And I I don't even care what a PFF grade says or anything. I'm using my eyes and I will trust my eyes. On film, Jalen Kimber's the best corner on this team. Okay? And if your biggest knock on him is the run support, he's still the best corner on this team. Okay? Simple as that. Uh, Josh is in Spain, really hopeful for this team this year. Won't be pretty. It definitely won't be. But yes, the experience is going to pay dividends next year and even the year after that because true freshman again this year. Like Eugene Wilson's good now. He's going to have a year of experience going into next season and two years going into his junior season when he's then draft eligible. Uh, And next year's schedule is running the freaking gauntlet. It's the toughest schedule I've ever seen in college football. So it's going to be really rough because even the out-of-conference teams that are like, oh, maybe they're going to be worse, they all look like they're clicking right now. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a toughie there. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, every day, or your first listen post game i very much appreciate that like i've said before it'll it'll never get old to me um that that you guys allow me the platform to do this uh join the Lockdown Gators discord the links in the description below subtext if you want is two weeks free and then five dollars per month um to, to have one on one conversations with me i'm gonna start doing more scheme and film stuff that i wish i'd been able to do the Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, country, NFL 33, and I will see you all Monday.